Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for letting us into your ears today. We are about to get to know Ingrid Andrus. I am so excited. She's a brand new album out. It's called Good Person. She was nominated for three Grammys. Her life is wild. Her career is pretty crazy. And uh, life. There's just so much on the agenda. Let me get to it. Please subscribe to our podcast. Please also uh, share what you care about. And get ready for a great conversation. Thanks for being here. Here's Ingrid. Hello, beautiful human. That is Dan. And we welcome to the studio. I, I'm going to mispronounce your last name, but like I've been saying it like this forever. So okay. you tell me how fucking off I am. <laughs> we welcome to the studio Ingrid Anders. No. Andres. 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 No, it's, uh, it's actually Andres. Oh, that's so much I, easier than whatever I was doing. I feel like you said it right an hour ago. <laughs> Did you, th- you think so? Everyone yeah, you- says it differently every time. And so I've like stopped correcting people because I'm just like, eh, it's whatever you want it to be. Yeah, but that's know? not fair. You have an identity. You want to keep that identity. It's your identity. Nobody else has it. It's true. And but- we should get it right. Yeah, well, it's going to take some time, but I uh, do a lot of country radio interviews. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Yo, I should have changed my name. From the very beginning to like Casey Smith. There's, there's about these, two dozen of them though. Yeah, exactly. And you, Well, actually in country music, it's like if you have two first names, like you're definitely a country artist. Like Luke Bryan, yeah. you know, all the things. You've reached heights in country that very few have reached. You also reached it. You were, I think, one of two women in the year that you hit number one right yeah also nominated for a bunch of grammys Woo! two of those being in country categories was your plan to be a country artist uh not entirely i always knew i liked the writing of country music and like the lyrics uh because to me country has always been the best at telling a story and kind of carrying on tradition and so i loved that part of country music but um i had no idea that i would be where i am now for sure. Because I just started as a songwriter, so I wanted to learn how to write everything. Um, and country just so happened to be like my favorite thing to write. You lead with favorite or you lead with what, right? Like what Like what drew you? Yes, the storytelling, of course, but like you can apply those fundamentals to, to anything. Totally. Yeah. I enjoy the culture of country music more because I'm from Colorado and I have a big family and they matter to me. And so there's a little bit more morality yeah. in country music than in pop because I wrote a lot with like pop artists and it all just seemed like very fake to me. Mm. Like nobody really seemed to be really there for the right reasons. So I just, to me, I just didn't really fit into that mentality. I was like, I just want to write good songs and play live music and write about things that I care about. Was there a defining pop session where you're like, <laughs> I'm done, I don't, you know? Uh, there were several, for <laughs> sure. Uh, the thing that got me was my first like hip hop kind of session um, where it blew my mind that everybody in the room got credit on the song like they didn't oh. even have to write like oh. they were just there whether it's like the weed dude or like <laughs> the girls coming in and out i was like you all get songwriting credit on this and i'm actually doing all the work and i was like fuck this i was like i'm out did you end up leaving though with a song no i left really it was just like in the middle of the session it's i feel like no one even noticed i was like the white girl in charge of making a pop hook uh-huh. you know uh-huh. so i was like uh 
I wonder if I just sneak out if anyone's going to notice. So I just walked out and never heard anything. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and what was your fun- first country session? Uh, my first country session was just as whack, but in a completely different way. Um, I walked in, everyone was wearing plaid shirts, holding solo cups, spitting into them. Because, uh, you know, dip. to back dip. Yeah. yeah. So they all turned to me. They had their lip like filled. They're like, who are you? And I was like, ah! I was like, I don't know. I'm I'm Ingrid Andress, and I'm here to write a country song. <laughs> so yeah, that was wild too, because it's actually the opposite of pop music where you normally start with a track or a beat or something. But in Nashville, you just start with a guitar. And it's obviously grown a lot since then but when I first got to Nashville you just brought your guitar sat in a room and tried to come up with a song title and like a song concept without any other instruments so that's pretty hard to do what do you take with you from your pop hip-hop sessions that you've instilled in what you do today because the album that's coming that's here I hear pop but I I also don't like to hear any genre you know what I mean I like to be that guy like I'm, I'm that girl too. I'm genre agnostic. <laughs> genre who? Yes, yes. I love that. I'm I'm starting to become that way because I'm realizing how limiting genre boxes are yeah. on when you create. And I feel like true creatives really don't think the same way business people think. And the only reason why we have genres is to be able to market music to people. Commerce, baby. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the actual art of it. So to me... The goal is to discover something new sonically and keep searching. And so if that doesn't put me in a specific genre, like that's the least of my worries, you know? So is there like a desire to maybe get nominated for a Grammy in another genre category one day? I mean, I think any nomination for Grammys is like pretty cool. Like even maybe even if one day I do like a jazz scatting record and I get like a jazz <laughs> Grammy, I'd be like pumped, you know? Spoken so, word comedy. Spoken word comedy. Yes. There we go. Come on. All right. All right. Yeah. I think <laughs> Challenge any... yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll add that to my bucket list of things. Uh, but yeah, I think any... The categories are are changing so much. I feel like they're adding new categories, too, to the Grammys to kind of help cover where everything's going sonically because everything's starting to really blend together. Uh, So, yeah, I feel like they're going to keep adding more and more things to kind of keep up with what artists are creating right now. Your record, Talk, is that a country record? No, I wouldn't say so. That I wrote that a while ago, and... I originally was going to pitch it to a DJ because it was just a piano vocal. And I was like, oh, this would be easy for a DJ to totally just spice her up a bit. Um, But then when I started writing more, I was like, a lot of these songs are pretty concept heavy. And sometimes it's nice to just take a break, like listening wise. So I added talk because it was sort of just more of a vibe than it was like a like a, you must listen, like this is a groundbreaking moment. It's more of like a, a break from the storytelling while still keeping the story going. Yeah, there's still a story in there. And it's a gr- it's such a great song. Thank you. Really great song. Thank you. Yeah, I have always, I wrote that, it feels like forever ago, but I guess it wasn't too long ago. But yeah, I just had no idea what I was going to do with it, but I, I never ended up pitching it to other people. So, So Good Person is a country record. Yes. The song, right? That's, I'm not talking about the album as a whole. Right, right, like right. The song. Yeah. It's a country song. Yes. What is the difference in your, to your ears between that and talk? 
the slide guitar is more prominent on Good Person, and I think the way the song is formatted is more of a country, um, like how you start the the verse with the title of the song, like Good Person, how do you do it? Do you just wake up and you loop it back? So it's still everything is like country question mark. Yeah. On this album, because I feel like I just used elements of country that I love. And then I just did my own thing with it. I didn't ever, I was never like slaving at the the board being like, oh no, it's not country enough. It's like, I only did what I felt was right for the song and like what I wanted the vibe to be. So I'd never, I didn't really think about like trying to please anybody when I was doing it. So, and I've been listening to a lot of 1975 lately. Welcome. I, I'm a, I've, all, all every time on Spotify, every year, they're my top band. It's so good. For like five years in a row. But I was like, oh, I wonder, for that song specifically, I was like, I don't ever hear a vocoder anywhere in country. Like, let's try a vocoder and a slide guitar. And oh, wow. I was like, oh, this is sick. So we just tried a bunch of new things. Are you, Do you care about what the country establishment may say or push back on? Because I've spent 10 years in like FM radio, but pop, but always like, in the studio next to the country radio studio, and I have, I have a pretty decent understanding uh-huh. of that shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I using the SHIT is actually the, the kindest way to put it. Right. Do you care about what they may say or they may push back on? As like, for some reason, I feel like there's like a country Illuminati that just decides <laughs> what is and what isn't. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it feels like that sometimes, for sure. Um, I guess I I do care. Like, I'm actually a very sensitive person. I'm just very guarded um, because I'm very sensitive. So I deep down do care and want the country community to look at this as just a new spin on country. But most of the time, I feel like people take it as an attack on it of like, "This, this ain't country. And I'm like, well, yeah, sure. But like, I learned how to write all this stuff here in Nashville and to me, there's still a, a something country about it. It's just not your typical country. It's country today. Yeah. Okay. Like let's let's play devil's advocate. Uh huh. Yeah. And let's, Come at me. Let's let's prep. Let's, <laughs> let's prep for all this press. Let, let's err on the side of like we believe that genres exist and genres are a thing, and you know music is put into boxes and you, the genres based on how you format a song, sonics, whatever, whatever, whatever. They're still living and breathing, right? So they have the ability to evolve. So the way pop music sounded 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, is not what pop music should be sounding like today. Right. So to say that it's not country music is total hogwash. It is. It's country music of today. And it's people not wanting to accept the present. And they're just so, 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 so deeply and madly obsessed with the past. Mm-hmm. They are. And well, that's very much a cultural thing for the South. Oh, yes. Is Which is what I want. I think if more people were to understand where the country community was coming from, you'd understand why everyone is so stubborn about not wanting to let it go because the South takes pride in being Southern. Like, that is all they have. They're like, I'm from the South. We are together. It's us against everyone else. And so when you try to open that up to be like, actually, 
I think other people would really like this stuff. They're like, no, it's just us. We're not going anywhere. We're hanging on to our values. And so it's really difficult. It's like talking to somebody who keeps yelling at you and they're not listening to you. And you're just like, have you heard anything that I've just said? Like, I'm not here to change anything about you. I'm here to open this up to the world, which I think the world would appreciate this genre if we were talking about more relative things that were more relatable to everybody. Oh my God, yes. And I also think that there's young people in the South who want new country music to become a fan of to keep the genre and the lifestyle and the format alive. Yes, it's the same with jazz music. I was joking before, but like, you know, people who are diehard jazz people, I'm like, you guys are killing your own genre by not letting it expand at all. Yes, not letting new people in. Yeah. But you were able to break through, so my question is why you? Uh, Have you wondered that? Always. Every day. (laughs) I'm like, when am I going to get found out that I'm like a joke and not real? Um, Not not accurate. Well, you know, we all have those thoughts sometimes. (laughs) We can have those thoughts, but that doesn't mean that, you know. They probably aren't true, but yeah. It's not the way the world views you or your peers or the Grammy committee. True. Yeah. And they know their shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The only thing I can think of of why me is because I've kept sort of on my own path this whole time and haven't been afraid to like forge it by myself. Um, And I think a lot of people are scared to not be liked or to do something that would upset people. And I've never viewed it as that. It's always been my pure curiosity of like, oh, I wonder what this would sound like or what if I put this with this? Like I'm just constantly searching for something that's inspiring. So I think I just focused on that and not about what people were doing around me. And I think that really helps when you're trying to find the thing that inspires you is because the more you look around, the more distracted you're going to be and caught up in everyone else's bullshit. And it's harder to find your thing, you know? That's true. What is your thing? My thing is telling stories and writing is very therapeutic for me, so it helps me process my emotions too. But yeah, I just like telling stories and, and being real with do you, people. Do you write while you go through stuff or do you wait until you process? No. Sometimes I'll write songs and I don't even know that it's about me. Like I think it's about somebody else. And then a couple of days later, I'll be like, oh, fuck. I'm like, that's actually how I feel. Hmm. So I'm like very delayed in like processing emotions. And I'm not sure why, but writing helps bring whatever is festering in my subconscious like to the forefront. Interesting. And sometimes I'll write when I'm processing it in real time. It can go back and forth. Like if I'm feeling some type of way on a certain day, then I'll write about it, you know, just to kind of like be able to vent about it. So do you write just always? Yes. Well, not today. But <laughs> <laughs> but if you have to, if, but if something I have happens, to, yeah, I'll just go in I my mean, concepts list, which not, is probably full of trash right now. <laughs> is it in your phone? Uh, yes, but it's now the concept list graveyard because uh. if there are still concepts in there, it probably means they're terrible. Because I will take the concept out of that the notes and use it for a song if I think it's good. But I think what's left right now is just like a bunch of grocery lists that I accidentally put in there. And (laughs) that's always weird when I look through and I'm like, razors. I was like, what was I thinking when I 
thought of that song title. I'm like, I must have been drunk or something. And then I'm like, ah, no, it's my shopping list. Got it. <laughs> well, what about Blue? Because you said that Blue is very special to you. What like what what about that song is special and why? Um, that was my first attempt at writing a love song ever. Um, because most of my songs are just sad, and <laughs> which is fine. Um, but Blue was sort of my first time kind of dipping my toe into that world of not just writing about heartbreak and you know, and I. It's just an emotional song because I actually got inspired by watching videos of kids who are who couldn't see color am i allowed to say colorblind i don't know <laughs> i think i think so colorblind is a thing people people who can't see color um <laughs> they put on the glasses for the first time so they can see color i love those videos it's they're so emotional and i was like man if you really think about it some of the best things we have in life we take for granted like so mm-hmm. quickly and so that's sort of what inspired that that thought for Blue. I was like, well, love is sort of the same way to where like it's when it's going great, we're like, oh, this is awesome. And it's really easy to take healthy love for granted, you know, because when it goes wrong, it goes wrong. Are there no love songs on Ladylike? No. Oh, my God. I mean, more hearts than mine, but that's like still sad. Yeah. Did you not feel love until? I, I guess not. Because I was in a relationship with this dude off and on for six years, and I only wrote sad songs. So you would think (laughs) maybe I would break up with him. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. But then the second I met somebody new, all of a sudden, it was just really easy to write love songs. Isn't that wild? That's beautiful. Art imitates life. It does. Genuine art and great songs are ripped from reality. Yes. Yeah, like Falling for You and... uh, feel like this they're on the the new album feel like this i wrote the day that i was feeling like i was falling in love and i felt like the song really does sound like that it sounds like you're falling in love for the first time and actually it worked out well because that was the first day i met julia michaels like we've both been fans of each other for like ever and she was also falling in love so it was like a double falling in love two writers so that song is like strong love vibes what do you like take away from that session that you carry with you? Um, like about her or just, just the whole in general. Honestly, it was probably one of the best sessions I've ever had because I also it's that moment when you meet another writer whose brain works the same way yours does. Mm. And it's like you found your your other twin flame. Your twin flame. And so it's just like this really surreal thing of like every line we were spitting out, we both liked. So the song was written so fast and it sounds like it would take forever because there's a lot of words in there but like we were just going back and forth the whole time and it was just it was a really cool experience to be like happy and doing that and not talking about (laughs) something sad (laughs) i was like oh this is fun i guess this is why people like writing songs wait so i like want to unpack this a little bit like you're in a relationship on and off with somebody for six years Mm -hmm. you only write sad songs not a single love song Gosh, you were sad. I was sad. You were sad. Yeah. I kind of liked being sad, though. Like, it makes you a little more introspective on, like, just makes you more observant of other people and, like, why other people are happy. Like, it was really fascinating to me. And then now I'm like, bitch, you were just sad. You needed to move on. And you didn't. You just wrote about it over and over again, which was great because I got some great songs from that. So I don't I don't regret that at all. 
But I'm definitely happier where I am now. Yeah, it happened for a reason, but at the same time, like... It's just not... It's not sustainable, really, I don't think. No, no, sadness is not... It's not. No. (laughs) No. It only gets worse. No, no. (laughs) Wow. Wait, so uh, you're in a great relationship now? I am, yeah. I've, like, Googled it. Like, like, are you... Who are you in a relationship with? (laughs) It's funny. One of the most top Google things is Ingrid Andrews' husband... But I'm not married. And the first thing that pops up is like Abby Wambach or whatever from the. Yeah, are you not dating a soccer player? <laughs> I'm not. I don't know who or like, how. What is that? Like, how I did don't that know. Get there? I... Dan, Dan was literally like, don't. Dan, was like, like, there's no way the this is real. She's dating the soccer player. I was like, no, I don't no, think no. So. I said, I'm Googling it and like something's coming up and it's, it's like the most bootleg of news sources out there. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked. I was like, I'm I'm dating her? I'm married to her? Not only that, you're pregnant with her baby. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, I was like, wow, that's a huge that's I was like, stretch. I'm learning so much about myself in this article. So it's, so it's not her? It's, <laughs> Sadly, no, because that would be pretty fucking cool. It, well, no offense to whoever you're currently with yeah. and actually with, but that would be fucking sick. It would be. Yeah, I read it and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe the celebrity relationship I could use. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, nope. He's uh he's not a celebrity. He is a uh financial crime oh, that, investigator. That's hot. Yeah, for sure. He's not in the industry like very white collar crime, baby. Yeah. Sick. Very sick. Yeah, he's he's from a small town in Knoxville. Oh. So yeah, he's just we're very opposite in many ways. We love that. We do. It works so well. Like yeah. I get to be the crazy one now. How sick. So sick. Living your truth? Yes. Can't ask for anything more. <laughs> I mean, is it Abby Wambach? No. No. But it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, no. I mean, maybe one day. We'll see. We don't know what's going to happen. Fingers crossed. Yeah. We're putting it out there. We're manifesting. Honestly, watch what you say. That couch has it really serious. I'm not joking. People say shit on that couch and it comes true. Oh, no. I wish we had the editing ability to just like put a super cut of everybody who's manifested something on that couch. And then, you like, should. It's a lot. Well, say something brilliant. What, what, what do you want to happen in your life? <laughs> say it right now. I will. I want to be the voice of an animated character. Oh, sick. Done. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's happening. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. Are, are we nervous for our sophomore album? We're a lot of things. It's I'm definitely nervous because it's very vulnerable. Yeah. Um. But I'm also excited because I've been sitting on this for so long and I feel like I just, especially when you co-produce something, you're just like, oh my gosh, I just want this to be out because I'm like over it, but also pumped at the same time. How long has this been done? It's been done since March. I'm sorry. I'm thinking back to how long ago that was. (laughs) It's been done since March, but I started writing it um, right after I put out my first album two years ago. Wow. So, because I couldn't promote the first album at all because yeah. of pandemic. So. Well, it did pretty well. Oh, it did, yeah. I'm like, uh, now that I have to do real promotion, I'm like, could we just do what we yeah, did before? Sucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't mind it. It's it's actually fun. By the way, like, it's really wild how many artists debuted during that time. And, like, I, I think, like, so many of my friends over the years have debuted as artists in, like, their first year. I mean, they went to every fucking radio market in America. They've gone to Japan three times in two months. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like when you really debut, like when you're really out there with your first album, like you are, you're out there. You're out there. Yeah. There's like no going back. But I mean, you did pretty well from Zoom. 
Apparently, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty pumped about it. No, you can't. That's fucking cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's uh I have a lot of mixed emotions about this coming out, but I'm very thankful that I get to actually experience what it's like to like feel the excitement of yeah. that instead of just sitting in my apartment by myself. So Do we set any goals? For this album? Yeah. Uh I mean Grammys would be great, but I also know it definitely toes the line of a bunch of different genres. So I'm just kind of like I wouldn't be offended if they were like, we don't know what to do with this. Cause I'd be like, okay, that's cool. But honestly, I'm just really enjoying touring right now. Cause I didn't really get to do much of that. So I love being on the road and playing these songs live. Like there's nothing that brings me more joy than like just being on stage and like rocking out with my band. So that's my current goal is to just be able to like tour the world with the album and hoping that people from other countries can get into it too because I just love traveling and experiencing other cultures. And you have two albums to put in there. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. How do you build that set list? Uh, It depends on what kind of vibe you or what journey you want to take your fans (laughs) on. You know, I think it's all about, you can't be like belting the whole time because then you burn everyone's ears out. So you just have to take them on like a journey of like, all right, we were just up for two songs. All right, now we're going to bring it down. Now we're going to do a little angstier, and then we're mm. going to do a sweet song. So it's like you you basically pick the adventure for everybody every night. Sick. So you change your set every night. On this tour with Keith Urban, not really, because there's a lot of technical stuff yeah. I, they have to pay attention to. But when I do my own headline tour, absolutely. Sick. How cool is Keith Urban? He's really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. He's been doing this for forever. And he still pretend, or pretends. <laughs> he still makes it seem like it's his first time playing like every night. And I mm. think that that is so special. And I've learned so much from just watching him perform. Do you start all songs just on a guitar? Or do you start with a lyric? What do you do? Normally, I'll just start with a song idea because I kind of want to know where I'm going with like the melody and stuff. Because I think melody needs to reflect what you're saying uh so i usually have a concept first and then i'll sort of like draw out like a road map of like maybe how i'm gonna hook it so i'll like talk about like all right first verse i need to talk about this in order to get to this so it's very much that and then i'll go to the piano and be like huh well what does this sound like and try out a few things and probably do like a voice memo or whatever and then if i'm writing with my friends i'll like bring it up and be like hey i was messing around with this the other day. Does this inspire anybody? So you'll come in with something. Mm-hmm. Are you ever like nervous to share that? Not really, because I kind of know the people who I'm with. safe yeah. with to where I could say literally complete trash and they'd be like, that's trash. <laughs> and I'd be like, thank you. But not everybody can do that. You know, I'm not, not everyone has the, the balls to tell an artist that their idea is bad. Truth. Because most of the songwriters, they want the artist to cut their song. So they say yes to everything the artist says, and it turns out to be a terrible song. And nobody wins. And no one wins. I'm just like, I want mean songwriters in the room. Like, come on. (laughs) Honesty. Shoot me straight. Like, so far, I'm the meanest one that I've met. Because I'm just honest. I'm just like, I don't think that's going to work. Good. I mean, when you write a song like Wishful Drinking, are you like, yeah, this is this is. We did it on this one. Yes. That one, to me, checked all the boxes as far as like, because I love like a pun and a wordplay and like all this stuff. So, and it also has a great 
catchy melody. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, this checks literally everything for me personally. I hate feeling like, you know, because everybody wants their song on the radio. And a lot of the time you just, they pick really dumbed down songs. And so I was really happy that the song actually stayed intelligent, but also stayed catchy at the same time. Now, what point in that song you're like, this needs a feature. Let's bring in Sam. I had to sit with it for a couple weeks because the production wasn't the way that it is now. I completely redid it. Um, so I had to get it in a solid place sonically. Uh, actually, Diplo tried it. Really? Oh, what? Yeah. Like singing? No. Uh, no, no. DJ. No, yeah. I went to his house to record the vocal because he was going to do like a, he was going to do the track. Um, sick. And I didn't like it. Hey, it doesn't always work out. I know. I felt so bad because I was so pumped. How do you and turn he is awesome. down? Yo, it was very hard for me because I had been wanting to work with him for so long. And I think he is amazing. But I realized after hearing his version that it really needed to lean way more country. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like one of those, hey, like we, we need to actually make this more country. You crushed it. But like. We got to go a different direction. Wes has a country album under his belt, though. He does. Yes. Um, Country radio is trickier. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. Cut back to country radio (laughs) Illuminati. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They would not. They would not approve of of a Diplo. But but Sam Hunt, he's he's on the inside. Right. He's we like him. We do. Yeah. He works tall and white and handsome. Exactly. Pretty. Literally tall, white and handsome. Truth. (laughs) True. But like he doesn't wear boots like Sam Hunt. He also doesn't croon like Sam Hunt. Yeah. He's not an all American like Sam. Hunt. He didn't start by playing football. Yeah. You know, true. (laughs) But I will say country radio. They accepted Justin Bieber when he did the song with Dan and Shay. That's true, but they almost had to because the song was blowing up everywhere else. Yeah, true. So it made them look bad. Basically. You're talking about Tequila or Glad You Exist remix? Which one? What's the Justin Bieber Dan and Shay uh, one? Ten thousand hours. Yes. Ten thousand hours. That's sorry, cheese. Yeah, but Tequila was the one that launched them, basically. Yes. Um, Glad You Exist is my favorite song. Oh, it's so they're so talented. They are. Tour with them was fun. <sighs> yeah, you did. You were on the road with quality people. Yeah. And they're good people. They are. And their wives are really nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very wholesome. Yes. That's like the right... Are you wholesome? No. I bring <laughs> so much not wholesomeness to all these wholesome tours. I'm like the the angsty rain cloud before the sunshine comes out, you know? Sick. Yeah. I don't mind, though. I mean, to me, I'm like, I'm a happy person, but I, to me, if you're like too nice, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, what are you hiding? Are you you here? Are you all here? I don't understand. Seeing someone else, is that a hard song to write? It was. It was like mental gymnastics. The hardest thing, it wasn't the concept that was hard. It was, it is such a mind fuck of a concept that's really easy to miss if you're not listening. Uh. And so sometimes the key is like, how do I set the listener up for success to where they know what I'm talking about? Because it's already kind of a confusing thing in the first place. So it's like the hardest part was teeing up that the top of the chorus. You know, I picked that up from the comments because in the comments section, people are like, it took me three to four listens to fully understand what the song was saying. Yeah, because I think everyone, a lot of that too, though, is our brains subconsciously reading something and jumping to like, oh, I know what this is. This is about you, someone cheating on you. Mm-hmm. So then they listen to the song with Thinking that mentality that. Yeah. 
And then the song all of a sudden doesn't make sense because it's not about what they thought it was. And they were like, wait a minute, let me go back. So that's the goal, though. How do we listen? What do you want from me? (laughs) What do you mean? What mindset do you want me to be in when I let that enter my ears for like a third time? Do you not understand the concepts? No, I do. No, no, I get it. But like, what's the proper way to listen with no preconceived? No preconceived notions. Okay. But, But the fun thing for me is tricking people. Like, I love when people have that aha moment of like, yo, I did not see that coming. Like, that to me is like songwriter dessert. We're just like, mm, love that. Well, for anyone who doesn't understand the song, should we explain it or should we just let them figure it out themselves? Oh, I'd love to hear you guys explain it. Explain the song to me. Oh. Seeing someone else <laughs> is not it. about seeing another person. It's about seeing a different version of you. Correct. Yes. Did I nail it? Ding, ding. I didn't Woo! understand that until the second time I listened. That's okay. I feel like that's a lot of people. Yeah. That's sort of, I mean, that's sort of the goal because you want people to go back and be like, wait, what? What did I just hear? Just to like get people more in the moment. Like it's not, unfortunately, a lot of my songs are not mindless. And sometimes I wish they were, but <laughs> Do you think, here we are. Can you have mindful hits or are all the hits, the big ones, mindless? As of now, what I'm hearing on the radio, a lot of, it's mostly mindless, but there are a few songs to where I'm like, that was really well written and it's also a hit. So they're few and far between, but they're still, they're still out there. Do you have any mindless records? No, I don't. Mm. I should oh. probably try writing some though. I feel like that would be fun to just like not care what I'm saying. <laughs> like every time I listen to Megan the Stallion, the the body yaddy 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 yaddy, I'm like, my brain could never. Yeah, but you... it's so catchy and I love that song. And I'm just like, how do I get my brain to work like that? To where it's okay to just say one word the whole time. Yeah. But it works. It works. It works. And it's great. I'm just like Come on, brain. We got this. Good person works as well. It is currently out. There's a link in the description below if you want to listen to the album, which you should put in your ears, please. <laughs> why why good person? Like, why did you like that song to make it the title of the album? That song sort of like summed up where I started, I guess, in the process of writing this album. I started very uh, introspective and sort of like questioning why I wasn't happy, like, what makes a good person? What makes a good relationship? And I feel like everybody during the pandemic got really judgmental of each other. And I didn't understand why, because I'm like, we're all out here like trying our best. And everybody was just so quick to like cancel somebody or just like get angry at somebody for like not having the same perspective as them. And so I was like, man, we throw around the term good person all the time like they're a good person but like we don't actually have a like a final definition Mm. to what that means and so I feel like that is the headspace that took me into writing this album and it's sort of the track listing is in the order which everything happened basically in my life so the the beginning of it starts darker and introspective and then you end with a brighter second half of the album when we end are we any closer to getting a definition to what a good person is who it is no (laughs) okay no that's the whole point is like you need both sides like it's you can't have dark without the light you can't have one without the other like there's Mm. always going to be good and bad like it's never just going to be all one thing you know so no one's ever like good all the time no way yeah so i'm like when you say someone's a good person do you mean like today 
or like as of this minute because mm. yeah we don't we don't know in, in the good person lyrics do you admit to cheating oh yeah is it hard to like admit that in a song you're like yeah no it's it's the truth i mean not really because i mean yeah the truth can be uncomfortable sometimes but i feel like as long as you own it it's i think people you're usually the better for it if you just own up to your mistakes i feel like when you hide them that's when it starts to get a little Mm -hmm. sketchy you know and cheating could also be like cheating on a math test, which I also did. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely guilty of that one. All, all types of cheating. All types of cheating. I'm committed. Yep, cheat day. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be your relationship. <laughs> good person. Please listen to the album. Link, link, link in the description below. Are you good, Daniel? Oh, no, I'm not. Wait, <laughs> how can you hear a microphone? Hello? Did Wait. it turn off? No, you just sound like a little hollow. Well, yeah. that's not my fault. <laughs> what was it like meeting Steve Carell? <laughs> oh, Steve Carell. I uh what? I fangirled pretty hard. I don't normally fangirl, but I am a huge I love him. Adore him. So I just beelined it straight to him. Actually, first I pumped myself up in my dressing room. I was like, "Okay, you got this." I think he was promoting Minions. Okay. So, and like I manifested before, I want to be a character <laughs> or a voice animated character. So I just went straight up to him. I was like, hello, you don't know me. My name is Ingrid Andress, but I am obsessed with you and I have questions. And he was like, oh, wow. Hello. What are you, are you uh, performing tonight? And I was like, yes, yes. Anyway, do you uh, do you prefer like live acting or is voiceover like easier? Like, what is the vibe? And he was just like, oh, it's actually, he was like really great. He was like, it, he was straight up with me. He's like, voice acting is way easier because you're by yourself and it's a controlled environment. And he's like, but there's something fun about improv. So we got into this whole conversation, just went straight into it. I was like, I'm really bad at small talk. So I was just like, (laughs) boom. It was great. Best day ever. The photo is so fun. I wish I had my TV on so I could pull it up because you look like you're like a, like, Popping in from the side, you're like, it's Steve Carell. Yes. I, yeah, I was like, can I touch you? It's still COVID. <laughs> That's why there's like five feet between yes. you guys. Okay. I was just like, ah. I was like, I want to give you a hug, but I can't. Both your hands are like down to the side. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what do I do? <laughs> oh, he has aged so well. He really has. Yeah. Handsome man. What a stud. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good to know you both are uh, looking for a Steve Carell type. Yes. Yeah. Like Michael Scarn. <laughs> well, please listen to Good Person. It is a great album. Deserves your ear. Ingrid. <laughs> you ever think about just going by Ingrid? No, I have thought no, that literally that. every day of my life. I'm like, I could have just gone with Ingrid because there's only like one other Ingrid in the yeah, industry. Ingrid, Michelson. Ingrid Michaelson. Yeah. I'm like, why like, didn't I just do that? Ingrid A, like Lady A, Ingrid A. Oh, yeah. No, I, Ingrid A. I hate that. Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's not That's do not that. Trying, testing things out here. Ingrid Andres. Ingrid Wambach. Thank you. (laughs) Let's use my proper name. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Right now in this moment, you are a good person. Thank you for hanging out with us. Yes, thank you. Oh, I brought you you a present. Yeah, thank you. I can't even say your last name. (laughs) And I brought you a gift. (laughs) Jesus. It's just for you to practice, you know? You're a many-time Grammy nominee. Yes, I am. Wait, what is this? Carlos Cameron, can you grab that? Oh, yeah. 
I just got you the, the oh vinyl. Oh my god, it's so pretty. We are we're starting to display these in our studio. We'll add it to our, oh. next, our vinyl yes. wall over there. Oh. What does it feel like to hold something like that? It's pretty yours. wild. This is the first time I saw it today, actually. Wow. So pretty cool. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, like I'm like, it's it's you. It's, it's an me. extension of your being. Floating in water. That was actually really difficult to do. By the way, how long do you have to like? Yeah, it's hard to tread water. It's hard. Well, I was floating oh. in a dress, and it just kept weighing me down. So you don't see it, but I had to stick a metal pole under my legs. Of course, to like stay afloat. What? Like the what things are, we do for what, art? We're like a scarecrow. <laughs> like what? Like a, no, no, like like, like a skewer. Under- <laughs> <laughs> No, no, not a skewer. But... Try to understand like how that. Like... Okay, yeah, I'm trying to. I didn't describe that very well. So my feet are out here, and the pole oh, is going oh, I this way. I get it. I get it. To get rest it. my feet on top. Yeah, so you can have the proper spread. Right. Like, yeah, you need. Yeah, you need to look like. Yes, I get it. Very. Not, there's a certain way to not float. Not a kebab. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to know they didn't skewer you in your own album yeah, cover that's shoot. That's why I'm passed out, actually, because they've skewered me so severely. <laughs> Just rotating you over Just the grill. Just floating. But wow. yes, it's yours. Oh my God, thank you so much. Whenever you want or I, not. No, I mean, we're going to display it. Can you sign it for us? Yeah, sure. Is that like rude? No. Why was that? I have practiced my signature since I was five. I've been dreaming of this. <laughs> It's, I mean, glad to put your dream to work. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Woo! Hey, beautiful human, you made it through our conversation with Ingrid Andrus. I can say your name right. Please subscribe to our podcast, share with those you care about, and let us know who we should talk to next. You have all the control. At Zach Sang Show on any form of social media, please reach out. And also, be safe. Hug your family if you can and don't go to jail. Have a great day and keep listening to music because I'm telling you, it helps make the world go round. I'll talk to you real soon. Peace and love. By the way, today's episode is made possible by a few incredible humans, including our executive producers, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zola, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rudensky. Our senior director, Toby Lawless. Our associate producers, Eve Bishop and Claudia Villarreal. Our music is by James Asciutto. Our editor is Camera Carlos Villa Gomez. Our sound mixer is Daniel Chavez Crook. Our post production manager is Caroline Rude. And I'm your host and executive producer, Zach Sang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'll talk to you real soon. <laughs>